On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, will we see Western Canadian Baseball League action this summer? We have the answer for you. Welcome to episode 92 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. With the province of Alberta now into phase one of its economic reopening, baseball organizations are putting together their plans on getting kids back onto the field. Some have said games will be a no-go, but that's not going to stop the training and preparation. For the Western Canadian Baseball League, it was just a few short weeks ago that governors met to say they wouldn't be starting on time, but they might still be able to squeeze in an abbreviated season. Back on episode 88 of the podcast, league president Kevin Kavami told us there were a few logistical issues that would stand in the way, but they would first see what the Alberta and Saskatchewan governments were going to do before making any decisions for the entirety of the summer. Well, a decision was made Wednesday, and right after the meeting was adjourned, we had a call with Kavami to talk about that, as well as the ongoing situation in Edmonton. Kevin, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Joe. What's the verdict? Well, unfortunately, you know, we we turned every rock over trying to find a way forward. But uh, given the state of where things are at as of, you know, May 27th, uh, uh, gathering sizes, uh, crowds, uh, border issues, um, all of those just were were insurmountable for us to overcome. And we we ended up uh, unanimously voting that we couldn't move forward with the 2020 season. How challenging of a, a discussion was that as you tried to go through the different options that might have been available to you? Well, I think over the last month, you know, a lot of them had uh, um, done the numbers and that we had sent out. So it really, I think it was by tonight, it was already a foregone conclusion. Um but they actually had to hold their hand up and say, yes, uh, um, we've got to, we, we don't have a choice. We have to do this as, as, you know, disappointing and heartbreaking to some of the governors that uh, decision was, but it, uh, it ends up in, in the climate that we're in the right decision. What were some of the other options on the table, if any at all? Well, we, we looked at, a, you know, possibly doing an all Canadian thing, but then which teams are in and which teams are out, that doesn't work very well. Um, and you still, like some of the teams, they're a portion of U.S. players to that. Um, but even if you did that, then what fee would you have to charge? Because you wouldn't be allowed to, to bring fans into the ballpark. So how are you going to fund your operations? If you go to that level, then the next question that came up is, okay, let's say we go with five teams and let's say they're um, – for, for argument's sake, and this wasn't this wasn't discussed, but um, as to which five, but you know, let's say they're the five closest teams. So we'll do Okotoks, Brooks, uh, Lethbridge, Medicinat, Swift Current. For just argument's sake, mm-hmm. how are you going to get the teams to and from each other? Because buses aren't on the road yet, and how are you going to put thirty six players in a bus um, under this scenario? So that became a challenge. Um, building, you know, each team, you know, was, was, uh, unsure of where billets would be at in this situation, given the, the strain that is on life in general, just with the, 
the people that would normally do that. So those are all challenges, right? Now. How closely were you watching some of the other sports organizations, whether it be the NHL, the CFL, just to get a sense of how difficult it might be on your end to try to make something work this year? Well, we were monitoring, you know, the other sports, of course, because it's daily news and it's kind of the the love of our lives of what we uh, what we kind of have as hobbies. So it was naturally we're following that. I think we're kind of monitoring the the other summer college leagues in the United States uh, a little bit more than, uh, you know, maybe we're not the NHL or the NFL or the Major League Baseball, of course, and. And then you started to see some of the other leagues in the States fall. And then there's a few that are still intent on going. But the regulations in the U.S. right now are a lot more relaxed than they are in Canada. Um, the border issue with uh, the U.S. players and Canadian players still was going to be a big problem. And uh, gathering sizes are, are still a big problem in Canada. And, uh, and I think they are in the States, although it seems like sometimes they don't pay attention to it mm-hmm. but we certainly aren't going to go forward and do something that's against uh public health uh, uh protocols now i know the the attention can now shift i suppose to 2021 but before we even get there do we know what kind of economic ramifications losing a season will have on your teams or do you believe that they they might be able to weather this storm i think all the teams in the league uh you know have the, the the ten teams right now in the league are are solid and uh, none of them are indicating you know uh, um, dire straits. Um, so I think that's a positive. I mean, naturally, some of the teams are going to be affected uh, somewhat more than others. I mean, some teams may not have a lot of uh, overhead that they have to cover. Most of their overhead happens in June, July, and August. Um, and that's when most of their revenues come in too. So there'll be some teams that aren't affected very much, and there's other teams that will have to pay their operating costs for, you know, the better part of a year mm-hmm. um, with uh, without you know a lot of uh, revenue coming in. So they'll, I, I think they'll be able to mitigate it and and get ready for the 2021 season. So where does your planning go from here for 2021? Do you take a couple of weeks off to kind of decompress after all that's kind of transpired over the last little while? Or do you now try to ramp things up a little bit? Or or even we've talked a little bit about maybe some one-offs here and there. Is, is that a potential down the road here? What's sort of on your radar as of right now? Well, you know, as far as the WCBL goes, I mean, um, the, the next two weeks are going to be locking down the... Um, roster the final roster deadline so all the teams rosters are locked in for the 2020 season and then those rosters will get carried forward to 2021 and players will start to be able to be signed for the 2021 season so that process is uh is uh been approved to move forward with um so that all that documentation has to be done over the next couple of weeks um we have a couple of I mean, we obviously have uh, the exciting news that uh, uh, the the Sylvan Lake program is um, uh, doing, uh, you know, getting all their stadium plans and and that together. And, uh, you know, we're uh, meeting with them in early June to make sure all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed for their participation in, in 2021. 
so that's uh, that's hopefully a real positive going into the next year. And you know, I'm sure they're glad they weren't part of it this year, but mm-hmm. um, hopefully they'll be part of it in 2021. And uh, and uh, that's going to be a great addition. And then we do have uh, a challenge or two going on in our uh, provincial capital, so we're kind of monitoring that and dealing with that as uh, as the summer goes on. And hopefully we have a solution to to the prospects uh, situation and park situation over the course of the summer and and uh, get that result um, so that those are just some of the key stuff in the WCBL and you know then we're going to be you know talking to the um, the different levels of government and doing a you know a legacy project in the league that you know hopefully will generate more interest in the league and and uh really showcase what uh, the WCBL means for um, the communities that we're in and, and the, you know, the tens of thousands of fans that come out and visit it. And, the and, you know, especially the 300 plus players that, you know, come from across North America to call Alberta and, Alberta and Saskatchewan home during the summer. Um, we forget that those are people that were really looking forward to it. And, and they just had their summer plans dashed by, this nasty virus that's out there. You mentioned it. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about it. The Edmonton situation, there's been a lot of developments over the last few weeks on that front. What can you tell us from a WCBL perspective? Well, the the um, prospects um, were granted a one-year extension of their lease this past uh, winter for the 2020 season. And the city was working on a deal um, to do a long-term lease for what is now Remax Field um, for the long term. Uh, they invited the league to a meeting in February. We attended that meeting and uh, had a good conversation with the city. Uh, they expressed their desire to, to be part of the WCBL, and they felt that's the, the best league for baseball in Edmonton and uh, you know, Western Canada for that matter. Um, so we thought things were uh, were in decent shape. Um, I'm not sure where things went from there, but uh, uh, there was no communication from the city of Edmonton since that meeting. And then, uh, so we were a little bit surprised that uh, there was an announcement made uh, last week that uh, Edmonton Group uh, has a 10-year or they're negotiating or, you know, nobody told me officially, but it sounded like a 10 year agreement on the, on Remax field. And they were intending on putting a, a second team in the WCBL. And uh, you know, that, you know, that's not, you know, out of the realm of possibilities down the road, but um, we have one thing in our constitution that talks about that. And it refers to the territorial rights of the existing franchises. And that's, you know, right in there, a hundred kilometers. And, and so the prospects, you know, need to be dealt with uh, one way or another. Uh, if They're going to uh, remain as a team in the Edmonton area. And uh, really that's all we, well, we really can tell anybody about right now. So that there's been no application to the league, uh, nor do I think we could accept one unless we have a waiver from the prospects that, that a second team could come into the Edmonton area or they purchase the existing team, I guess is the other option. 
Is there a possibility that there will be no WCBL baseball in Edmonton come 2021? And the reason I ask that is, according to the prospects, they plan on staying in Edmonton for a year before moving out to Spruce Grove. Meantime, this new group apparently is getting a 10-year lease. And so how does that all play out at the end of the day? Well, that's uh, you know definitely uh, uh, a pressing question that the governors have of the prospects, and you know the advantage we have right now is we do have a little bit of time to hopefully let things settle down and for them to come up with a with a plan uh, um, where they want to be for the 2021 season, um, and where they plan on being for the 2022 season or 2023 for that matter. So. Um, you know, I think it caught them a little bit by surprise too in the last couple of weeks. So I think it's only fair to them to give them, uh, you know, enough time to get their head around the situation and, uh, and hopefully the city of Edmonton will come and, uh, and, uh, explain their position and, and, uh, let's see where things end up once, uh, once there's been some, uh, concrete discussions about, where they want baseball to be in the Edmonton area. Is that something that you're going to be actively trying to pursue over the next little while is uh, not just clarity from the prospects right now, not just from the Greg group, but also from the city of Edmonton, try to get some clarity on where exactly this is all playing out so that the sooner you know, the more you can bring to uh, the rest of the governors down the road. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, Definitely, we want to stay involved in the discussions with the city of Edmonton. I mean, we left that meeting in February, you know, knowing that that uh, uh, I thought we had a, a good understanding of where we were going with baseball in Edmonton, and and uh, they indicated they wanted to be there. We were excited that the All Star Game was going to be back there this summer, and uh, you know, I, I think Edmonton and that Remax Field was a great location for the All Star Game. It was unfortunate we ended up with the weather we did that day, but mm-hmm. still, um, you could build that into you know a mini festival type environment in any normal year, and uh, you know Edmonton with its festival um, and sports uh, history is is a logical place that could actually pull that off to a to a tremendous degree with uh, in partnership with the prospects in the league. So those types of things we were all uh, kind of in the same. Um, you know, positive space leaving that meeting. And um, so I, I do think we have to go and revisit it and uh, see what their long-term plans are. And I know that there's some really big plans for the River Valley in the Edmonton area, which I think is, you know, a, a real boon to the city again. I mean, you can't, be be impressed with what they've done with the ice district there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's potentially uh, one of the hubs they're talking about for the National Hockey League, and it makes sense if you've if you've been there, you see the hotels, you see the restaurants, you see the the building itself, and you see the walkways getting to it, and and it's just for a winter for a winter city uh, like Edmonton, that ice district is is a destination place for. For hockey fans, when when there's games on down there, whether it be the Oilers games or the Oilers Kings games, so if you could replicate that in the River Valley in the summer and have pubs and and uh, you know a, 
potentially a gondola or something running from White Avenue down to the River Valley and up to the um, up to Jasper or somewhere along there, Jasper Avenue. Um, you would you would have such a destination place in the River Valley that maybe you could have uh, you know even two teams operating out of there um, if under the right financial circumstances and and obviously the prospects would have to be would have to be uh, compensated for all the work that they've done to build that brand and the and, and keeping baseball alive in there when when some of the other leagues in recent days have failed wanted to change direction for a second here and also talk about the Canadian College Baseball Conference, the CCBC. Um, where are we at there? Because last time we chatted, you said that there was going to be a possibility of some discussions around maybe a fall season. Yeah, I mean, all of the, this is, a, again, I mean, a, we're living in unprecedented times. And uh, each each day that goes by, there's new stuff that happens. But the, the, that league had a meeting on Tuesday night and you just go around the table and, and a lot of the universities and colleges that um, make up the CCBC are talking about online courses. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a totally different um, model of education for, for your college and university students starting this fall that they're not used to. So the programs are going to really have to adjust. And you're going to have the same problems in the fall that you do right now, potentially with bus transportation and uh, how are you going to uh, make sure that your players end up with a decent opportunity to get good grades because online learning is certainly not as successful. So there's going to have to be some adjustments there to, to allow the athletes the best opportunity to, to get decent grades as well. Um, so I think that a fall season is is going to have to be modified a little bit more right now, whereas maybe any games and stuff would take place within BC or Alberta, not between the two, unless it's for one championship weekend or something like that, you know, maybe around Thanksgiving in the Okanagan or somewhere like that. Do you have a timeline in mind for a decision there? Would you like to have something hammered out by, say, the end of July? What's your your game plan there? The um, league set a timeline. For, I guess the first thing there's there's a couple of programs out there that have have indicated an interest in coming in in the 2021-2022 season, um, and so we've called for formal applications for those two programs. Um, for the, I think it's the 18th of June. And then, uh, the, so there's going to be presentations if they desire to come in for the 2021-2022 season on that date. And then the league's going to uh, vote on those applications and consider the um, spring and sub, uh, the fall plans on the 23rd of uh, June, again, as the current timeline. Can you tell us where those teams are coming from? There, uh, we haven't got a. We think that there's. We think that they're going to put in applications. So I don't know for sure until they put in applications. But I'll. I can tell you that one application is from the Victoria area in British Columbia, and the other one is from the Red Deer area in Alberta. 
Interesting development there on the CCBC front. Kevin, thanks for sharing that. And we appreciate you joining us here on the podcast. Share the latest from the WCBL. Uh, wish we could be chatting about something a little more positive, obviously, but I'm sure we'll be touching base again soon. Yes, well, sometime it would be nice to be talking at a baseball game somewhere down the road. So hopefully that happens sooner than later somewhere. Thanks again to Kevin Kavami for joining us. And if you're wondering what's going on in Edmonton, we've been working on getting some of those answers. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on the provider of your choice, as we hope to give you a few of those answers in the not-too-distant future. Until then, thanks as always for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.